Welcome to the Be Better Chop Shop Podcast. Why, why is it the chop house, man? The chop shop, man, because we, we chop it up and dissect the information in here. I like that. Be Better World is a movement about empowering people. Stay tuned for some really cool people, some really cool episodes, and learn what you can do to empower yourself. So we're back on the Be Better podcast, and we're in the chop shop, and I'm delighted to have someone who I've worked with on a couple of occasions and that I've always admired the work that she does in the community. Let me welcome uh, Miss Dee Dee Stoner to the show. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. It's almost a crime. Not quite, but almost a crime, right? <laughs> and so um, for those of you all who are not familiar with the Be Better, Be Better podcast, the thing I try to do is I try to bring in people from the community that's influential in a lot of areas. And so I have Dee Dee on, and I'll let you tell, I'll let you talk about your title and all that stuff. But um, I t- I've told this story probably a half dozen times, right? And I'm going to tell it again tonight, but I'll tell it in a second. Um, I've always respected your integrity, right? Like seriously, right? Um, so did you tell the people what you do and then we'll kind of jump into like why you're here because I think it's really important. All right. Well, the simplicity of it is, is I put people in the biggest debt of their lives. <laughs> oh, okay. You heard <laughs> That's it first. one way. But the, the pretty way to say it is I help people um, have a piece of the American dream. Everybody wants to own a home. Finances are the biggest part of that. And so I'm a mortgage lender. So I help people figure out how to get that financing. Yeah. And so the reason I have Didi on the show, because right now, financial literacy with regards to your home, I think is very, very important. And I, and then, you know, we got people who are working less. We got people who are actually um, thriving in this market. Nobody talks about that part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that part is very important. So why does Didi sit in front of me? And she's heard the story a million times, probably, and probably sick of hearing it. Uh, I moved to Billings 11 years ago. I was getting ready to buy a home. And I, this gentleman's name was Gary. And I don't remember his last name. And I was going to rent a property. And he said, you should buy a house. And he's like, I'm like, I don't know. The f- I've bought, an, I've purchased a home before, but I hadn't considered purchasing a building because I was only going to be here three years. He <laughs> says, literally, I'm a year 11 now. That's another story. Uh, he says, you need to go and see Dee Dee Stoner. I was like, all right. So I walk into Dee Dee's office. And we do all this stuff. And she's like, yep, you are pre-approved for X. You go out. So I come back to DD and I say, hey, as I was doing this process, I got this rate from a company X. What do you think? And she says to me, you have to go with rate X. I'm like, what the hell? Right. What that said to me was that it's not about this business is about the business of keeping my integrity and keeping and making sure that you get the best deal possible. So from that, I don't know if you know this, I probably sent you three or four people for homes, right? And I know that their mortgage, literally one of them I just talked to today is still with your company. I appreciate that so much. And you're right. People, when I ask people, where did you get my information from? Um, they have not said that. So I I appreciate that a lot. It means a lot that even though you didn't, we weren't able to provide what the company X was, um, it still means a lot that you refer business to me. Yeah. So, you know, Gil Mortgage and it's specifically Didi is the person that you want to talk to because like I said, I always appreciate that, uh, that honest and integrity that you showed to me. So seriously, I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know, again, we're talking about being in a, in a really u- unique in- situation in 2020 uh, where a lot of people are thriving 
and we don't talk about that side. So talk about how the interest rate is impacting one's ability to afford a home because I, I, I hear all kind of craziness and myths about that. So let's hear from the expert. All right. Yep. Um, everybody knows interest rates are at their lowest levels. They're not at 0% when the, when the Federal Reserve drops the rate or Federal Funds rate is dropped to zero. That's not the mortgage rate. Um, but interest rates are at their lowest that they've ever been. And uh, I've been doing this for 13 years, and they are the lowest interest rates that I've seen. So it, it impacts people in different ways. If they want to refinance for a lower interest rate and lower payment or even to shorten their term of their loan. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity for that. For those that are buying, the lower interest rate offers maybe more affordability because a lower interest rate means lower payment means you might be able to purchase more of a home. And so the other thing that like, you know, again, and, and I think there is an inherent fear. You said you put people in the biggest debt of their life, mm-hmm. right? And, and and I think one of the things that, and I'm talking about personal that you did for me was and I had purchased, this is my third home, right? But I think you still, when you start looking at numbers that are six figures, you go, mm-hmm. there's something that makes you open your eye and go, wait a minute, this is huge, right? Mm-hmm. So I know a lot, there are a lot of people who are trying to get into their first home. And I know with all of the grants and available things, how is that impacting or is it impacting the the, the housing market? Are, are, are those things be available or does, does it make sense what I'm asking? Mm-hmm. Sure. There are first time or excuse me, down payment assistance programs available. There's not anything that's necessarily a grant. They do have right. to be paid back. Right, right. Um, so there's different options available. There's some that are available for those who are not first time home buyers. They all have different income limits. So you have to make under certain limits to qualify for them. You do have to pay them back at some point, either when you sell the home or with a monthly payment. So there are options available um, because down payment is the hardest. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. And I, this is the thing I think I want to say to the audience, like, like release the fear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're paying 900, 1,000, 1,100 bucks in rent, mm-hmm. you probably can't afford a mortgage of some sort. Now, mm-hmm. again, how much mortgage, you know, I'll leave that to the experts, but you know, I see people, and for lack of a better term, I'll say wasting money mm-hmm. or because of fear, not mm-hmm. even because they can't afford it, just because of fear. So, mm-hmm. you know, talk about talk about your experience with first time homeowners because I, I think it's I think it's really important that people understand like you're not in this boat alone. Exactly. Um, some people the the responsibility of owning a home is scary to them because um, when something goes wrong, they're responsible for that. So that's an added financial burden that, that some people need to learn to plan for. Um, and, and I appreciate that people do look at it seriously that way. And then there's others. We're a very payment driven society and the loan amount is not what is a concern to them. It's about the payment. So it, everybody looks at their finances different. Some people that's more of a priority than others. And then there's others that it's not a priority. And so it's just figuring out what works for each type of individual. So now I have to ask the flip side of that question because I think, you know, um, there are there are studies and reports that you can read that, especially us as a country, we tend to overspend. We, we mm-hmm. spend more than we make. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, because you approve for 200000 you know, can you really afford it? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I know you say you approve for it, but there's approval and affordability. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, kind of talk to people about being, you know, what you see in that lane, mm-hmm. how to keep themselves successful, because what you don't want to do is to get into a home and, and get yourself in hot water before mm-hmm. you know it. 
Yeah, and, and I have those very direct conversations with people because I don't want, I am a huge advocate for home ownership. There's many positives that come from that. It's your own place, it's your, your building investment, um, it's a forced savings account, it, it, it's a, self, a sense of accomplishment. So I'm always an advocate for that. And I'll have the hard conversation with people. Um, I have had, I've had the conversation and told people that, you know, I don't think you're ready right now. We need to work on some things first. And with others, I'll say, yeah, you, you can buy this, but this is where your comfort level is. And I want to make sure that when you're writing that check every single month, you still have a life. You can still go out and buy the things you want to do or do the things you want to do. You're putting money in savings. I don't want you to hate writing that check every single month. So let's, we want to make sure and keep it here. Just because I say it's here, this is where you really are. And then some people have no idea what they can afford for a house payment. Because that's usually where I start. What's your comfort level for your house payment? Kind of gives me an idea where to start as well. And they have no idea at all. Some have really low rent payments. Some are living rent-free. Um, some just have never considered what is comfortable. So then I'll actually advise them, all right, so we have some time. Let's. Here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. You're, when you make this payment every single month, mm -hmm. pretend like you're making this payment and just put this money aside in a savings account. Let's do this for six months. And this is a win-win because A, you're going to find out, is that a comfortable payment? B, you're saving money. So I do try to make sure that people are comfortable with what they're getting a home loan for. Yeah. And, and so this like always intrigues me only because like, and, like I'm seriously interested by this because I think financial literacy with regards to your home probably makes your overall life just a little bit easier, mm -hmm. right? For me, right? I mean, I know that I can make my mortgage payment and I remember getting approved for X and I'm like, I'm not spending X. I need mm -hmm. to be $50,000 less than X because mm -hmm. I don't want to be there, right? Yep. So I don't think people understand how big one percentage point is when you're talking about 200 grand, mm -hmm. right? Three to 4% on a, on a mm -hmm. loan. So talk about, you know, just a little bit about what they need credit-wise and, mm -hmm. you know, credit score and then typical down payments that they're going to need. And again, I know that fluctuates based on the borrower, mm -hmm. but kind of talk about just some generalities around what you see about that. Sure. The lowest credit store score that is started with is at 600. Okay. Um, in all honesty, under 640 can be a bit of a challenge, um, especially since COVID. Things tightened up after COVID happened because the credit markets tightened up. It doesn't mean that it can't happen. It's just that it's can be a little bit tougher. Um, minimum down payment, there's a couple of 0% down programs. Uh, there's 3% down unconventional, 3.5% down for an FHA, 5% non-conventional. So there's plenty of low down options that we can definitely take a look at. And so, you know, understand that you just calculate your overall what you can afford times it by 0.03 and come up. That's what you need to come up with if it's, let's just say, the 3%er. Sure. Um, so make sure that you understand that. And if you don't, I really want this conversation on this podcast to be about releasing the fear about mm -hmm. uh, around the biggest thing that you will purchase in your life as mm -hmm. far as I know, right? Yep. And so, Didi, I, you know, like I said, I, I'm going to shout out Didi Stoner one more time and Gil Mortgage because – and I just think it's important that the comfort that you build with people is – and I'm and I'll speak directly for me. It was like – because I was scared, right? Mm -hmm. I, I had just come out of the – the Nevada bubble that just yep. burst when I, I got remember. here. And I was like, mm -hmm. holy Toledo Batman, here we go, right? So that was scary for me, and I was a fairly high earner, right? And I'm just like, 
what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that comfort that you created around that was like, I'm serious. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. So last question, I asked all my guests this, you know, tell me what's the model you wake up to every day and you try to, you know, live your life by? You no, know, that's a, it's a really interesting question. Cause I don't know that there, I ever wake up every day and have a specific, oh my gosh, this is, this is the way I'm going to live my life. But I do think probably about five to seven years ago, I realized I was living my life for the wrong people. And I turned around and I decided to start living my life for me. And by that, I mean, do the things that I've always wanted to do, but I was afraid to do or afraid to do by myself. So um, that's kind of how I look at it. My job, I I give 150% to my job because the people that I work with and work for um, just mean the world to me. And that my job is who I am. I know your employer, your job shouldn't be your identity, but I feel like that's what it is because that's what I know. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, um, just try to lead by example and be the best that I can be. I obviously I'm not, I have days where I'm not the best person that I can be, but there's just so much strife, especially right now. And you can, you can argue it to death and you can beat it to death and you're not going to change people's minds, but by your words, but if maybe somebody can learn by your actions, then just kind of, I really feel like leading by, by example is something we all could get on board with. So what I heard from, um, DD is take care of you and lead by example. Mm-hmm. Those are life lessons that I think we can all take from. So, Didi, I really want to thank you for being on the show. As always, inspirational inspirational for me. And I'm sure um, the guests of the podcast will get something from it as well. So, thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. That was great. Absolutely. Next time on Be Better, we'll be back. Mm-hmm.